Welcome to Guitar Villains. I'm your host, Tyler Larson. Why guitar villains, you ask? Well, because villains are cooler than heroes. It's just a fact. This is a podcast by guitar players for guitar players, and over the course of this series, we'll talk to some of the most creative and innovative minds in the guitar community about how they've achieved the things they have on the instrument and how we can become better guitar players ourselves. Thank you for watching the video podcast here on YouTube, and of course, you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Today's guitar villain is Jason Richardson, a technical master of guitar playing and an equally adept composer of complex and interesting music. If you tabbed out his guitar solos, they'd look like barcodes. If someone asks Jason, hey Jason, how fast? Jason simply responds, yes. We're gonna break the speed limit and have a great time doing it on today's episode of Guitar Billings. Welcome to Guitar Villains, the show where we deconstruct and decode the guitar. And Jason, I want to describe you to the audience in a completely complimentary way, mind you, for anyone who hasn't heard you play guitar before. And these are actually comments from your fans and viewers across various YouTube videos. Okay. So if the guitar, if the uh, guitar world segment bet you can't play this was a human, it'd be you. I feel that so I can't play stuff my stuff half the time, <laughs> unless I, so unless I'm like practicing like an insane amount. There's probably some songs I couldn't play right now. So just my technique just isn't where it needs to be to play it live. Wow. <laughs> okay. We're not touring. That makes sense. <clears throat> that makes sense. Okay. Here's another one. Pretty sure that watch that you're wearing. I don't know if you're wearing it right now, but. I'm not. You're you're watchless right now, but you you wear this big watch, and this person says, "Pretty sure that watch is uh, just there to cover the seam on your robot hand." Possibly the tattoos do that too. Oh, I guess if you want to think about it like that, (laughs) makes sense. Uh, Finally, rumor has it Jason has unlocked the secret to time travel through sweep picking at warp speed. This sheer speed fractures time itself, causing a blip in space time continuum, enabling him to quantum leap. (laughs) <laughs> i don't i haven't seen that one <laughs> usually the more obscure ones i can remember i haven't seen that one <laughs> yeah that one that one that person really thought about it so yes uh in the other YouTube words comments are uh dangerous they can be a, a double-edged sword so they can be fun sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah you're preaching to the choir on that one. Oh yeah <laughs> um, so we do things a little bit differently on this show we're gonna play some games i'm gonna try to get to the bottom of what makes you tick as a musician and hopefully you'll have a great time and maybe the next time you're in nashville we can do this in person Before. yeah yeah in 2028 or <laughs> whenever it it's better be, be it better be fucking <laughs> sooner than that i I'm, yeah i hope so too. i'm willing it to happen <laughs> Okay. Um, so, yeah, that, that that will happen much sooner, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I hope so. <clears throat> All right. So, this show is called Guitar Villains because I think villains are cooler than heroes. And I've always found that the villain characters are deeper and more memorable. So, the first thing I want to ask is... It's true. 
out of all the movie or comic book or video game villains out there, who who would you say you identify the most with? And this could be someone as simple as mm-hmm. the appearance or as nuanced as a character trait you share. And if you want, I'll give you my answer for which villain I think you're most like, and then you can respond with a different choice or you can agree with me. Uh, yeah, that would take some serious thought. There's many, there's many options. That's you kind have of one deep, that popped. That's your kind head. of a, yeah, that's kind of a deep question. I don't know why, but the first one that popped in my head, it's not probably not right, but Plankton from SpongeBob. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Plankton. <laughs> but, that's a but, that's a call out. I I like that. <laughs> but literally, the, when you said that, I don't know why. That's the first first dude that popped into my head for whatever reason is Plankton. But okay. I don't think I really like relate to him too much personally maybe in a way but not i don't know i don't know why but he's the first one who popped in my head funny enough interesting okay maybe a little kindred (laughs) spirit with plankton there uh if it were if it were up to me i would say you share a ton of similarities with ganon the main antagonist in legend of zelda okay i respect that specifically i love that game oh great well i think specifically the ganon from ocarina of time uh, because he possesses a third of the full Triforce that gives him godlike strength, boundless my- mystical power, and invulnerability. Yes, um, mm-hmm. And you obviously need a ton of finger strength and dexterity to play the riffs you do. And most people would think you have some sort of unexplained mystical powers to concoct the unbelievably sick shredding <laughs> passages you rip off. <laughs> it's just just a lot of pra- just a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ganon also is typically the final boss as you know that Link faces in yes. the Legend of Zelda games and mm-hmm. I would say Jason you're certainly a final boss level material as a guitarist. Okay. I would Thank say you. that. <laughs> in the Legend of Zelda Link usually wins, but can you see, can you see that? Oh, is that Link right it, there? It is. He's cutting off Nemesis's head. Here, pull your arm back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's yeah. sick. So yeah, you, he's he's really good. But since you kept bringing up Zelda, I was like, I don't. I should probably point that out. Yeah, he's cutting off Nemesis' head from Resident Evil. The way we were able to make it work. Oh, that's a cool crossover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a ton of shit shoved in on this arm. Doom, Duke Nukem. It's not quite done yet. Oh man, I like Rubik's cubes too. So that's on there, and Duke Duke is shooting it, and it's exploding. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, we just took a bunch of stuff and just shoved it all over my arm, and Zelda happened to make it on there. And it was that all one working. session, or did it come over time? Oh, oh no! I was no. like, how did you? <laughs> no, you'd be like die from like shock and ink poisoning, probably. Jeez. You got this much all at once. You, should, you can see how much <clears throat> I know about tattoos. I have there, a, I have a heart condition where I'm I would get blood poisoning and die if I were tattooed. So don't. Don't get tattooed. Okay, I won't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good deal. Um, so the, uh, I think also, by the way, just to wrap up your, your Ganon comparison, I think that since he actually defeats Link in the downfall timeline, it's like an alternate timeline, you don't really flesh out. Mm-hmm. I think your guitar playing, your music, would obviously be the soundtrack to an epic boss fight to decide the fate of the world. I have seen comments like that before. Okay. That's it. Because <laughs> nice. I try to make everything sound like a, a movie at the yeah. same time, too, with all the scoring and stuff. I um, noticed that. And yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit later. Um, first things first, I have a couple softball lobs for you. I call this segment 
burning questions. Oh, there it is. Burning. I heard it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. These are rapid fire questions uh, that if you were conduct uh, if you were to conduct a live master class or a live stream per se, where anybody could ask you any questions about anything they want regarding music, these are the questions they would ask instead of asking you about guitar playing secrets or wisdom about the guitar, anything else that could help them become a better player. They would no doubt spam you with these questions. Which My string gauges are 10 to 56 and 11 <laughs> oh, to 58. You already know. Yeah. Wow. That you you got it. Uh, <laughs> that what we'll start with string gauge. So you said ten to fifty six. <laughs> is that right? Yes, for standard tuning and on a seven, that's typically what I'd use. Although okay. I'm thinking about bumping down like a half gauge, as random as that sounds, because like uh-huh. nine's a little squirrely for me. And some if I haven't been playing for a while, tens like eat my fingers. Mm. So I'd, Ernie Ball just made like a nine and a half set, like nine point five, and I tried that recently, and it made stuff in standard tuning a lot more like forgiving without being too like squirrely all over the place messing with stuff too much yeah i know what you mean i've been i've been tinkering with nine and a halfs myself and uh they're they're very it's like a little sweet spot i don't know if it's a a a mental thing like uh some sort of fit yeah i'm jedi mind tricking myself into thinking it feels different but i think it does Yes, um, it so, does. Even if it's placebo, I'm okay if it works. Right, right. Placebo, yes. that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, what is your pick gauge? I think 1.38, whatever the normal stock, like just j- uh, Jazz 3 is. That's oh. what I'm using right now. We're working on a new one, actually, with Dunlop, uh, like my own brand new one. I have like a couple 3D printed, like just random green prototypes right here from like 3D print material. But that should hopefully be like wrapped up soon. Delightful. They're really, yeah. I like them. Uh, I like them a lot. It's just that they're. Uh, I'm a little nervous because the the 3D print material is not the same as the pick at all. So it, like wears down faster. Oh yeah. But the shape is the shape is really good. But just the just the material that they have to use to print it before like actually making a mold, uh-huh. like investing the money to create the mold. It's. Uh, <clears throat> I think it'll be fine. I just want to. I just wish I could try it without them like dumping tons of money into creating a mold first before you're like, yeah, that's the one. Right. You yeah, it I mean? seems like kind of nerve wracking. You're like, all right, make bit. seven billion picks. Oh wait, it's off by this tiny amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I think I'm it sure. should be okay. I'm sure you'll hmm. get it right. Uh, yep. What is your? I already know the answer to this question. I think. What's your number one guitar right now? Mine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk more about it soon yeah what's your favorite amp uh digital or physical whichever one just popped into your mind well physical amp it'd have to be the um the archon prs archon right now uh simulation wise software that uh, would have to be my plugin from joey sturgis tones and yep. then i guess the uh the axfx3 as well <clears throat> Great. And last question. What's your favorite guitar pedal? Ooh. One of the Strymons, for sure. Um, hmm. Probably Big Sky, if I had to pick. One in particular. I have a bunch over here. That's why I'm looking at all of them right now. Yeah, yeah. Trying to decide. Probably Big Sky. Big Sky. If Sky's I had to a pick, choice. pick just one. 
<clears throat> All right. So the first real question I have for you, you can tell me if, if I'm correct on this. Maybe I'm just totally wrong. The internet could have <laughs> led me astray, but apparently you worked between the ages of 12 and 14 to save up a hundred, uh, $1,037 to buy. Oh, something. 1,730. 1,000. It was a typo on the website. Yeah, it was 1,730. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Numbers were numbers were there, but yeah, my first my first music man, I saved up that much, and then my dad paid tax okay. for me. Yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was from some like random retailer in like Florida or something like that. They happened to have it online, and that's where we got it from. And yeah, it was one thousand seven hundred and thirty dollars okay. for a red JP uh, seven, the Pearl Burst Red. I don't know if you remember that one. I, the forearm scoop. That's that's a pretty hefty uh, guitar f- to save up for. Is that how long did you have your eye on that? Uh, it took me like a year to get the money. So yeah. I started saving when I was like 13. Okay. And I think I decided that I wanted it like before then. Because I think I discovered Dream Theater mm-hmm. around like 11 pop, probably, I think. I was playing drums at the time. My dad and I were at Guitar Center and there was a video of Portnoy like in the drum section or something. My dad asked who that was and the guy told him and the most recent, he bought the most recent album that was out. And then it just like, that started it. Nice. Um, I tried learning all of it on drums. Didn't or uh, wanted to start writing my own songs. Realized I couldn't do that if I only knew how to play drums and no melodic instruments. So then I started to learn how to play guitar. That worked a lot better and faster. So I just stuck with that and put all my uh, effort into that. And now we're here. Awesome. Speaking mm-hmm. of fast, I want to ask you a question that I've only asked one other person on this show, and that person is Rick Graham. Uh, and Rick's oh, episode, nice. Rick's episode will be dropping after yours, so mm-hmm. you will have the first crack at this question, as far as the <laughs> public are concerned. How do I play guitar as fast as humanly possible? Um, well, you'd probably need that um that drill thing that Paul Gilbert has, because <laughs> because you can't really like actually pick no i don't think anyone can really like pick quite that fast as a drill could so that would probably help um and then that youtube comment earlier that you brought up about time traveling and like opening up a space-time continuum okay via via a watch um (laughs) that would probably help as well uh got it i can't divulge exactly how to do that because i don't even really know myself it just kind of happens um you're blessed with the with the access to that space-time continuum i guess i think that's just how it ended up working (laughs) or enough all right but not to beat around the bush though it's just practice practice yeah you just gotta practice a lot like a lot how much is a lot in your estimation uh i've gone like uh it doesn't happen all the time because it's not good for your tendons but i've gone like 10 hours in a day before if not long if not maybe around a little bit longer i'm sure you've probably had at least a couple of those days where you just like get a brand new guitar and you're just stoked out of your mind and you just can't put it down even though you know you need to because you can feel it in your arms like that happened when i got uh the newest version of my signature Mm -hmm. actually one one second oh wait no it doesn't matter we're we're releasing this for the guitar so that's fine yeah yeah did i I put it in the background if you'd like yeah because we're uh, yeah i'll show it to you since it's going to be out once it's out it's sick hang on 
<clears throat> Grab it. It's like a a red variant That's, of uh, the, the original one with this like veneer that goes around the whole the whole top. That's a lot different <clears throat> than than your other one, the burl. Yep. Um, well, it's still burl. It just looks like completely right. different. The one that the like red. the natural one that I that I was used to seeing. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Yeah, this one's uh, it's definitely fancier looking. That's for sure. <clears throat> it's quite the... streamlined. It's the like what? It, it looks it looks nice and streamlined, like a uh, like mm-hmm. a not a race car. It's kind of looks more like a Rolls Royce. Yeah, that's fair enough. I like I I can see that for sure. Yeah, the gold the combo with the gold hardware makes it look like extra extra fancy. Yeah, and there's six six strings now too, not just sevens. All, all I've had is a seven so far, and with this drop, there's gonna be a six of this one, and the uh, original too. Awesome, man. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we'll talk more about it in a little bit. I want to get to the next segment, and it's a little game I like to call name those notes. So the concept is pretty simple. I'll play you a quick sequence of guitar notes from music that you have recorded over the years. And you okay. have to tell me what song or what performance these notes came from. Okay. So in this case you I can might name, be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, everybody has the same reaction, but uh yes. I think you I think you may surprise yourself. So we're going to see how well you know your catalog and how well you recognize your own guitar playing. And it'll spur some conversation about the music, too. Okay. And we're going to start Sounds with something. Uh, we'll start with something easy. And uh, then we'll get progressively harder. Does that right. sound good? Yes. All right. Is this like my entire catalog or just like my solo album? Or is it that part of the game? If, you've, e- to, like, if, if you've ever played it, that's game. Okay. Here we All right. go. Fuck. All right. All right. Hose down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, one's, th- that one's a that one's a giveaway. I <laughs> thought this would be a fun place to start. First of all, it gets mm-hmm. you gets you off with yeah. off the, off the start with feel AM. better. And yeah, it's it's the polar <laughs> opposite sound. I think people might expect to hear from you. Uh, There's some more of that on new stuff too, like <clears> a, <throat> a blazing country tune. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we'll <clears throat> jump. We'll jump right on to the next one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, mirrors. Try again. Mir- oh, that's hose down again. Ah, uh, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. It hose is. Down again. It's the part right after it. Yeah, I, I had to. <clears throat> I had to go with this piece ju- next just to show the complete contrast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this, that, that lick is actually the very next part after the chicken picking part we just heard, which is hilarious and awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you you've played in bands like Born of Osiris and Chelsea Grin and All That Remains, but you also have a solo album called One or I. It's a Roman numeral, right? One. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is either works. People say both, so I never really correct them because they could both they could both technically be right, but. I read it it's as one. Officially one, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's where both of those sound clips come from. That's from Hose Down, uh, which, Hoedown, do I have that right? That cr- Yeah, because okay. of the country part, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so now we just met, so I don't know if you know my last name. My, my last name is Larson, mm-hmm. and the person who produced your album was Taylor Larson. Yes. So I, I'm Tyler yeah, Larson. Your album... <laughs> 
was produced by Taylor Larson. I feel like I'm almost part of your album in some way. Yeah, uh, that's you can feel that way. Okay, great. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for allowing me to feel that. (laughs) Okay, cool. Let's move on to the next sound. Ready? Here we go. Is that my aviator video in my bedroom? That's exactly what it is. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Uh, This is your. I can kind of tell just because of the. It's well, it was isolated, obviously, um, and the quality was a little jar jarbled so i figured out that's the only thing that popped into my head right away that it could be <clears throat> yeah tim recorded, it was like live audio on my macbook or something went back in like 2014 or whenever i recorded that was it is 2014 and this is your guest solo from uh the polyphia track aviator and there are a couple things about this uh first that lick is so awesome uh thanks man number, that one in particular that or? one in particular i i, I really you know, I, I went through mm-hmm. that solo and chose that one. That was particularly uh, cool nice. to me. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but that video on YouTube is classified under comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I, I, oh, wait, hang on. Actually, I feel like I've seen that before or someone bring that up before. I'm not the best at YouTube, and that was like six years ago now or yep. something like that. Yep. So that's pretty epic actually i don't think i'm ever going to change that no don't change it It, it's it's fun to see like you know six (laughs) years isn't a lot of time but in the youtube world it's like six million years it feels like it's always fun to see old videos and and where where people were at um so let's move on to another sound here we're getting a little bit more difficult potentially okay that's the arena Got that one quick. Yeah. The arena. I am surprising myself. Yeah. With Lindsay I don't know Sterling. which version that was, though. I don't know if that's my actual YouTube cover or the uh, the live one that we did on her Facebook stream that one year. Okay, <clears throat> so it was a Facebook stream. I found it on, on YouTube, but it's you and Lindsay Sterling playing. Together? Yes. Okay. You're, you're together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I could kind of tell a little bit. Because it didn't sound like quite as crisp as like the actual like recorded audio one. That's why I brought that up. I was like, I don't know if, which one you found or were looking at. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you like adapted it or in, in any way, but I was interested to hear your perspective on adapting non-guitar parts to a guitar and how that can be valuable as a musician. Well, usually the um, well for me at least the way I find I use technology to kind of like expedite how to figure figure that stuff out um i wouldn't be able to figure it out anywhere near as accurately if i didn't have pro tools or something like that so i put the song in there and just like stretched it like really far like Mm -hmm. some some software does that better than others uh like you know you get less artifacts and weird noises so you can actually hear what's going on when you do that right sometimes when you do that it just sounds like complete crap and you can't even tell what's happening at all but um with that though, I just I stretched it really far, and then I opened up like a piano roll MIDI or something like that, and then kind of just went by like figuring out what exactly was where, note by note, and then I mapped it all out in MIDI, and then kind of went through. Once I had done that, I had all the notes in there. I went through and figured out like the easiest way to play it on a guitar. Since you know, as you probably know, violins tuned to fifths, so yeah. it's uh fingerings can get kind of strange, and you just kind of have to like move notes from string to string, figure out which way where it, uh, it's going to work best on that instrument. 
And when you say stretched it, you mean like slowed it down, right? Like you stretched yeah. the audio and thus it slows down as a result. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, the reason I asked that is because when I was in school, one of the things my guitar teacher always had us do was learn saxophone solos on the guitar. Yes. And mm-hmm. the horn tendencies are just so backwards as far as like, you know, maybe you have this linear way of playing uh, on a guitar that is not the same way in a horn player's repertoire. And I think it's just super valuable to confuse your fingers in that way. Yep. Yeah, sure. You probably, did you learn Donnelly? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's giving me me little tingles like, no, 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 not not Donnelly again. Please, please. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that's 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 like obviously one of the standards, but it's still like, that main line that he does, like putting it on a guitar is just like it. It's like a tongue twister for your fingers. Yeah. The one that comes to mind for me that, uh, is near and dear to my heart is the, uh, the song greasy granny by Charlie Hunter. Um, I'm not familiar with that one. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's, it's obviously he's a guitar player, but the horn player on that track, I learned like everything note for note. And it's just like, I was a rock and blues guitar player and I was learning these insane saxophone jazz licks. And nice. I was like, what's going on? And it just totally yeah. changed my playing. Um, in the, after that. So cool. One more sound for you here. We'll see what you got. That's Titan. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Got that one, man. I have uh, extended versions for all of these and I didn't have to use any of them. So you, you used nice. zero lifelines throughout that whole game. Dick. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a lot harder. I thought you were going to hit me with a curveball from some like random Chelsea Grin song or yeah. something like that. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it, but I wanted to guarantee uh, all all the uh, all the success for you at the same time Thank being you. able to talk about what uh what i think people would be interested in hearing as far as the texture of your solo music in this song in particular um mm-hmm. i think it this song titan and, and your whole solo album um i'm really into the the sound of the kind of landscape that you that you create and you you kind of foreshadowed it's like a cinematic element um mm-hmm. like with some of the orchestral parts for example and uh the arrangements are are really interesting from a musical perspective did that come from anywhere have you always kind of written that way or are you inspired by film scoring or anything like that where did it come from um i can't exactly remember where the initial like spark for that idea came from Mm -hmm. um i think it just kind of like evolved on its own from just like listening to crazier stuff with tons of like, you know, dream theater, children of Bodom, uh, mm. other bands in that vein that have that always have that element in there with the, the synth players to move gear, like bands like that, where they have, you know, actual so, like on some of their albums, they have a real orchestra that's recorded. Um, yeah. And I started figuring out like, you know, like the contact stuff, like initially, like eight years ago, or I, f- I discovered that and like the options that that could give you. And then I got addicted to just getting as many sound libraries like as I possibly could. And um, yeah, contact for those who don't know is like a, a huge orchestral sound bank and in native instru- native instruments, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's essentially Great. just like a player that you can it doesn't have to necessarily be just orchestral, but 
companies make third parties will make uh, libraries that you can get for the player mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you just import them and then you have tons of like uh midi in and out or midi in options uh, and then audio outputs and all these kind of crazy stuff that you can route just to have it be like as really like streamlined as possible um <clears throat> but so the more i learned about that and just the more research and stuff i did i just kind of i've always wanted to hear like a like a band like how do move or gear like the extent of the orchestral stuff that happens in their music like i feel like it's almost more the forefront than like what any of the guitar players or anything like that are doing yeah. those are typically like the melodies and stuff that are happening uh in there that you would remember um at least in my opinion from uh, all the stuff that i've heard but i've always wanted to hear like that level of orchestration but with like the dream theater type guitar playing at or at their children bottom at the same time where like the same caliber of both like dream theater obviously does that stuff on their own fine like they've played concerts with full-blown orchestras uh i don't mm-hmm. know if you ever saw that score dvd i've seen or, it or or yeah, yeah or anything like that but i just kind of like that like extreme kind of like technical kind of stuff like metal but with that full-blown orchestra element as well it's and weird then, how those genres are almost completely opposite on their own but they blend so well together yeah mm-hmm. they're very they're actually technically they're very similar like metal is very similar like technical wise to what a classical musician would do right. like yeah like everything's very rehearsed and practiced and structured like there's not much room for like improv or anything like that like that's your piece and you practice it and you get it down and then you play it like perfect every night yeah that's true yeah <clears throat> I had the same, I had, uh, bringing up Rick Graham again, I had the same kind of notion with him when we were talking about Ingve and mm-hmm. why, and also Rick is a classical guitar player as well. Yeah, he's, he's delved so into that. Good. And it's like, he's how, do those two, good. how do those two, uh, those two worlds mesh so easily? And you just kind of outlined it right there. Today's episode of Guitar Villains is brought to you by Guitar Super System. Are you tired of YouTube ads telling you that YouTube guitar lessons suck? Me too. I don't know about you, but somebody setting an acoustic guitar on fire or teaching crappy cover songs in front of a musty black curtain feels a little disingenuous to me. I'll get straight to the point. Join tens of thousands of other guitar players and visit guitarsupersystem.com to join the most popular independent guitar learning platform on the internet. If you're a beginner, there's an entire curriculum called a Beginner's Corner just for you. If you're an expert, the music theory and technique curriculums reach the highest levels of mastery and are based on industry standard learning methods I've used since graduating Berklee College of Music. If you're somewhere in the middle, you're actually the perfect candidate. The Choose Your Destiny approach allows you to cater your learning experience to exactly what you want to accomplish, whether that's improving your improvising, ear training, learning new techniques, songwriting, and more. You'll also have access to private live streams, lesson comments, and a community forum for feedback, as well as exclusive giveaways and new curriculum releases. The best part is everything that I just mentioned is included in one monthly subscription and you can cancel anytime or like a lot of people do upgrade your subscription to a yearly pass. Of course you can also just learn guitar right on YouTube for free because YouTube guitar lessons don't suck if you know where to look. So check out guitarsupersystem.com. Now back to guitar villains. So segueing into uh, maybe the more analog world can you grab that a lovely instrument again and we can talk a little bit about that yes all right i should i should grab the six too one sec okay 
as, as cool as seven strings are, so they're scary for some people, which <laughs> right, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't know what to do with that other string, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, your two your two brothers there or sisters or whatever they are, um, your two children. What do you uh, <laughs> what do you think about a ten second sales pitch? Hmm. Okay. On the spot. Let's go. Uh, Let it flow out of you. It'll make you play faster. Oh, sold to the highest bidder. <laughs> or cleaner. <laughs> okay, I won't restrict. For real, though, it does have a really, really thin neck, and like the cutaway is massive, especially on the 6. It's. I feel like it's even bigger on the 6, uh, the cutaway. <clears throat> nice. So there's just like nothing gets in the way, and the neck is really, really streamlined. And it's very versatile, too, with the pickup configurations that you can get. Is it the same kind of pickup selection and uh, style as your previous model? or? Yeah, it's the exact same. Exact same, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I was doing a little deep dive on on your instrument and just the whole, the coil tapping. Um, I'm a big fan of that sound as well, and that versatility that it provides is, you know, you're spending... A certain amount of money on a guitar you don't necessarily want it to be a one-trick pony um no definitely not so i wanted to i wanted to like kind of like expedite the tapping feature if that makes sense because i feel like most guitars you have to mm-hmm. put the switch in a spot and then you have to hit a knob yeah in order to activate it and live at least whenever i need that sound i don't really necessarily have enough time to get to turn it on depending on what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, especially live in the moment, like sometimes that's just like a second or two that you have to like change a configuration mm-hmm. on there. So I would have to sometimes sacrifice like the uh, actual like tapped sound that I would want to be using uh, just because I just didn't have enough time to hit a knob or something on like one of the JP guitars or, right. or something like that. So with this one, you just put the switch in the middle and it's just automatically tapped. It doesn't, you don't have to do anything else. It just goes right to coil tap when the switch is in the middle. <clears throat> yeah, you because can I, tell when a switch is in a certain position versus if a knob's in or out, especially in yep. the dark or something. Yep, yep. <clears throat> um, so, the, obviously, this isn't your first signature with Music Man, but I have to ask, how many autographs did you sign before you settle on the one that goes on the guitar? Actually, the way we the way we chose the... The one that's on there on the back or because uh or they they've been doing them on these ones on like the back plate so the way we right. chose that one i think uh i just did like five or six on a piece of paper that i felt were all like ha- pretty decent like i wasn't like bummed on any of them and i just yeah. sent that sh- that sheet to music man and was like all right you guys pick one i'm fine with any of these i'll let you guys be the the nitpicky deciders on which one actually goes on there and I think they did a good job. Looks exactly like my signature. So. <laughs> They're not forging your guitars. That's no. really cool. It's got to be a cool feeling, you know. You, you get your name on something, and you actually write your name on. I don't know. I've I've just yeah, always been fascinated with that part of signature guitars. It, it's bizarre. You never expect it to happen. Uh, that's the thing. Like you yeah. never like like I didn't start playing guitar and doing this and just being like I have to have like I have to have a signature guitar like that's my end all be all goal like that. I don't, I don't ever remember a moment like that. I was just like, it just kind of like it, as time went on and things kept improving and, you know, things kept going really well, it started getting brought up and then, 
you start moving for further with the idea and then all of a sudden it's just like happening and you're like whoa yeah this is fucking crazy it doesn't happen <laughs> overnight until it does yeah um <clears throat> so one more one more question about your guitars and then you can set them back to bed or wherever they go but uh what okay. what would you say like the value like how has what you value in a guitar changed over the years since you've been playing? Hmm. Um, have you developed value? Like, what do you mean? Like what I mean by that is I, when I first started playing the guitar, I looked for certain things in a guitar, which was primarily aesthetics or, uh, you know, how, uh, how quickly I could, play a certain lick for example but then Mm -hmm. as i started playing the guitar more and more i realized that it's not how like practice is what determines how fast i can play a lick not what kind of guitar i'm playing so as the value uh the definition of value basically changed from what i can use the guitar as a tool for and how i play on a guitar so if you're developing a signature model how do you like specify what you like Okay. Um, so the way that this one kind of came about, or at least the features that, that we changed from the actual cutlass, because what we did for this as a starting point um, was they just took a cutlass and turned it into a seven string, but like without any input from me. They just was just like, all right, here's a cutlass. Mm-hmm. We're just going to make it a seven. And then they sent me that guitar. And that was essentially the starting point. And then from there, we kept chipping away at uh, l- little things here and there to kind of cater to more like what I noticed would happening was happening. Because a lot of times, like one of my least favorite things ever is to be uh, up high and even have like like your first knuckles, like the ones that you would like punch with or something like that. Even if um, yeah. just as just to use as a reference, <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> you don't seem like, like a violent guy, but I don't want to mess with you. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I had a, I got a black belt in Taekwondo when I was 13, but who oh. knows if I still remember that shit or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even but it, those those knuckles, I even hate it when like if you're up here and even they like kind of bump like the bottom horn. Right. Because I mean, depending on what you're doing, like or the guitar you have, it might be pretty crammed up there, and it might not be easy to get to the the whole like two octave spread, or even if you have 20, uh, 24 frets. Um, Cause that's what I grew up with was I, um, it was not a shitty guitar by any means at all. It was a Gibson, it was a Gibson Les Paul, but the studio Gothic black one. Mm. So like, not like some crazy, like five, six grand, like sunburst or something like that, but it was still a Gibson Les Paul. It was a, it was a really, really good guitar, it, but it only had 22 frets and, um, didn't have seven strings either. And I, re- I think I remember, or no, I probably didn't get in the way too much. I feel like Les Paul's have pretty decent cutaway. Like they don't really like bump, they're bump kinda, your hand. They're kind of like chode like a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty yeah. small horns, they're, so they don't really get in the way too much. Yeah, it's very short and stubby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really like have much of an option to like get in your way. Yeah, but aesthetic wise, it de- I definitely think it looks uh, with my preference now at least. It looks a little bit cooler to have it be try to try to be a little more symmetrical mm-hmm. at least. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, that what we did with this is just we kept. From the first one, we made it the uh, the cutaway bigger, and we shaved down the back of the horn too, to try and make a little bit more room. I don't know if you can see that; it's like tapered off. Yeah, on the back. Yeah, it's tapered off on the back, so that made it lighter and a little bit more room for your knuckles as well. And then we kept sh- uh, shaving the neck down a little bit 
too to make the neck a little slimmer from the initial prototype because this the cutlass is a strat so it's got kind of a bulky neck yep which um so we made uh i have a regular just like triple s one over there that's the only strat one i have because uh, i didn't have anything like that so i was able to convince them to let me uh let me get one um so i've used that i think on tendonitis actually the my song yep. that's out. i think i used that guitar for the clean part at the beginning my triple s cutlass that i have <clears throat> that's awesome um, and it's like the 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 hellfires of doom eternal kind of like <laughs> the color there or something or like wolfenstein uh yeah i think we went with um uh, i haven't seen any like official like press thing yet because obviously it's still uh this is being recorded you know, almost or a little over a month before the guitar drops but right last time i talked to them we went uh i told them rorschach red oh nice be the official name that's because cool. it's kind of like because you know like all those like mine like some of those video games you play like you'll have to uh take like a rorschach test on some of them i don't know if you've uh played any of those uh it's usually like the very story-based ones where you have like options and you can play it, like seven times and it's completely different each time yeah you know, choose your own I'm destiny kind of thing yeah yeah like uh what was it like um until dawn have you seen that i know that one i was thinking along the the lines of like skyrim or something yeah, they would probably. Yeah, yeah, I could see that in There's there some, too. Some character paths, but some are more uh, mm-hmm. developed than others. But yeah, that I see it. Yeah, so I just thought that would be. It'll, it's better than just calling it like Burl Red. Yeah, or yeah, something or plain. Like Inferno. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. I guess we'll know uh, by the time you guys are listening to this. You'll know what the color is. It'll mm-hmm. be cool. Rorschach Red, maybe. So. Uh, is it true you can you can uh, you can let me know as much as you want? But I read that you left school when you were seventeen to start touring and just kind of never looked back. Is that is that true? Yep. That's true. That's pretty mm-hmm. crazy, man. Like, not many people are so sure what they're meant to do ever, let alone you know at a younger age like that. Yeah, I was just determined. I was literally my mindset was just like, like screw it. I'm just going to do this if I, and I'm just going to make it work. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> I started feeling getting tattoos to further cement that. <laughs> so I, that was honestly my, my thought process behind it. I mean, it seems to be working decently well so far, as far as I can tell. But, um, but yeah, that was my thought process. I was just like, I'm just going to get, start getting covered in tattoos. So I can't get a real job. I'm forced to just play guitar and do music. Wow. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm out on pre-algebra. <laughs> no. Yep. <laughs> no, not my thing. <laughs> that, that was not my thing either. I I should have taken that. I should have like uh, you know, put on a mask and wore it all the time since I can't get tattoos. I don't know what my equivalent would have been, but you, it seems mm. like it's working out for you. Um, <laughs> what uh? So like I said, you've been touring for it seems like going on fifteen years, maybe or ten, fifteen years. I think we're about uh, the same age. You're like 20, uh, I'm twenty nine. I just turned twenty nine in July. Yeah, so you've been touring, July. touring basically your entire adult life. What's a uh, mm-hmm. what's a wild tale you can disclose that you may not have shared before? Something that sticks out over the the years of touring you've done. Um, you can change names oh. if you need to. No, I don't think I've ever. Uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever publicly said this, but I had a uh, one time in Europe on a tour with Chelsea Grin. I got this like crazy lymph node infection um 
like up here that we were in Austria, that it was one of the ones in my neck. I just felt like getting like, I just kept getting like tired over the course of like a few days. Cause this is back when I was working out like consistently, even, even there, like my friend and I would do like P90X videos and all this stuff like daily. Oh, um, and, um, I just started feeling, feeling crappy and then it just kept getting worse and worse. I start feel, feeling this pressure in my neck. And then eventually there was this one day where I like, couldn't even get out of the bunk barely. Jeez. And it was all just from this lymph node. I'd like grab my head to like support it, to get out of the bunk because it was just that much pressure and just felt that bad. And I was just like, I'm going to an ER and we were in Austria and then that's horrifying. Like, yeah, I went there and then they looked down my, they looked down my, they shoved the camera up my nose, all this lube and stuff. Like, I don't know if you've seen one of those ones. Yeah. So it's that yeah. weird, like wiry looking worm one. Yeah. And they looked down there and they're like, you're not leaving. I was like, oh, okay. Jeez. They're like, yeah, if this keeps swelling, it could block your larynx and then you won't be able to breathe. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. So then they put me in the, they put me in a hospital bed, pumped me full of like painkillers and, uh, and antibiotics through an IV um started feeling better really pretty quick but i had to stay there for like three days um until it was completely until it was a lot better they gave me like an antibiotic option and all of that but um i signed a waiver to get released to go play the show that night i just stood in one spot i didn't move like at all <laughs> i just stood there on stage and played and then went back at the end of that night the guys went and played i think one show without me and then there was a day off and then they picked me back up on the way back through to one of the next shows holy so, hell yeah, I'd, I didn't know I'd a lymph watched. node can put somebody out of commission like that. I thought it was just you like, ah, oh, my my throat's sore. <laughs> you could when I would swallow, you could see it bulge out. Oh. Like I would, I would swallow, and you could see my whole neck right here just go like, <laughs> like like a pulsing beat or like like vein or something like that. Like it was rock hard and massive. Just I don't know what did it. Like I could have got scratched by something, and they. They said that could have done it. Oh, geez. Like it literally could have been anything. I just watched like two, two seasons of Ray Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> a, that's a good it, show to, to distract you. I love that. Yeah. Show. Try and make it go by as fast as possible. I just brought my laptop and just binged that show. Nice. Like everything that was out at the time. That's right on the <laughs> onset of binging too. I feel like maybe back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could have probably would have been like 2014 yeah. or 13. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Prime binging, binging time. Um, Okay. Well, that's, I'm glad you're all right. Moving back into the, uh, the, the guitar realm. Can you tell me what your favorite airplane album is? Ooh. Um, Hmm. Well, it kind of depends on what's out at the time. Mm. If that makes sense. Uh, cause sure. usually I'll have my switch. My, my, I'll be either gaming, uh, or, or watching a movie. Um, but right now, if I were to get on an airplane, it would be uh, for sure JP's new album, Petrucci's new album, and then probably Katy Perry's new album. I've been going back and forth between those two. That's recently. a diverse, uh, eclectic mix right there. What's, it is. There's what's the best pretty... thing about uh, both of those? I've, I've only heard Terminal Velocity. I haven't heard the new, uh, the new Katy Perry hotness. <laughs> uh, I like the song Daisies a lot. It's very catchy, and she hits this one really high note where she's got like heat on her voice. Like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like kind of like gritty. Yeah. She just like, it like, it's like the pinnacle of like the chorus. And she's just like all like really high up in her range. And there's like grit on her voice too. I don't know. It's sick. I'll the production that on that type of stuff is always like so fun to dissect 
because mm-hmm. it's so like so clear and like there's so much going on that you're unless you're like listening really close you won't notice a lot of the ear candy that's like in those type of records right <clears throat> right yeah mm-hmm. there's some sort of uh some sort of i don't know what the word is where it's just like crack cocaine for your ears it's like <laughs> dripping with this sonic juice that hooks you whether you like the music or not almost yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's a, i feel like that's a subconscious thing that happens to a lot of people that just like turn the radio on they're just like whatever or they're not even like super like into music it's just kind of like a background thing yeah i feel like that's a lot of what's happening it's like because if it sounds really 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 good it almost doesn't matter like mm-hmm. sometimes the content of it if that makes sense like it does to an it does to an extent, but if it sonically sounds like really really pleasing to listen to, no one's going to be like, "Oh, this sucks." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a couple more questions for you, Jay. Uh, I think the next thing I want to ask you is what I call build a band, and <laughs> essentially it's a five member band, and you are the fifth member. What four others in a band, living or dead, would you want to play with? Ooh, damn! I've never thought about that. These it, ones, these types of questions, put on the spot. It's just like, oh crap! I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, it doesn't have to be a traditional lineup, too. You can have five guitarists. It's it's your band. I can have five guitarists. <laughs> you can't do percussion on a guitar. That is a thing. <clears throat> um, hmm. What about like conductors? anything you want five band members five band oh, five okay so yeah they don't play anything so i guess that's out um alan holdsworth comes to mind first all right uh that would be sick okay you and alan holdsworth so far three mm-hmm. more um i feel like if i say jp that's just too cliche of me even though i love him and he's like <laughs> my friend and such a good guitar player uh yeah sure fuck it him him too he's in too um uh this is an unbelievable three-headed monster so far they yeah okay so then i just have all i have left is bass and drums um bass uh the dude from dirty loops oh uh, henry henry right yeah <laughs> yeah um he's unbelievable yeah he's the savage i yeah there's lots of good bass players out there but something about like whatever he does just like that that album's insane. I still listen to it. It's like six years six years old now, or something like that. And I still listen to it all the time. Um, Not a lot of people are into dirty Lo- like recall dirty loops because they they had that one. You know, they came out through on. I feel like YouTube with doing the covers like Adele and stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. their their albums unbelievable. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and then drums, shit. Do I have to say Luke? <laughs> i don't you don't have to I, lo- I don't have to i yeah i feel like i should pick someone different just for just to think um although he would he's an obvious choice uh because he's an incredible drummer um you're talking about luke holland right? luke holland yeah yeah my my the guy i do all my solo stuff with right, uh, right. <clears throat> shit this is another one uh thomas lang i don't know Thomas Lang, all right. Yeah, let it be written. That would be that would be wild. That's an unbelievable band. I don't know what kind of music you would make. It would certainly be something I would, would tune weird. in for, though. Yeah, 
It would be That's weird cool. for sure. Um, so <clears throat> finally, Jason, to loop in your uh, your guitar supervillain alter ego, I have uh, one final question for you. <laughs> what do you believe about guitar that most guitar players would think is crazy? And this could be a hard truth. You can deliver a hard truth guitar players need to hear or something you don't, uh, something you know that others don't know or maybe a misconception about the instrument or whatever you want. What do you believe about the guitar or guitar playing that others might not? Hmm. That's another hard one. Um, There's no wrong answers. You can get all the way up on your high horse if you want to. Hmm. You're asking specifically about like the instrument itself, not anything like the way that I like. You can I play pers- or you can perceive like it however you'd like. You could say like okay. hanging your guitars is better than keeping them in the case. Whatever you want. Well, they get dustier if they're out all the time. I have to dust mine because I like looking at all of them. <laughs> you're talking, yeah. You're telling me I got twenty of them hanging up behind me. Yeah, I don't have. I only have ten on my wall over here, but then I have two boats, which I think there's four, <laughs> fourteen. You have two over boats, there. Boatloads of guitars. Yes, literally. Yeah, we. Had, <laughs> your seventeen-year-old self would love that you're saying that. Yeah, I have boatloads uh, w- of guitars. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't believe any of this shit's happening. Yeah. That's for sure. <clears throat> um, he'd probably die from a heart attack for a, <laughs> in disbelief. Uh, Dude, you're going to get a, a lymph node infection in Austria. It's going to suck, but then you're going to have boatloads of guitars. So it'll yes, all end up much. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it like that. Yeah. That's. <laughs> um, fuck. The. Uh, dude, I don't know. Um. I wish I'd practiced improv more. I don't know if that's relevant to your question. I suck ass at improv. I hate improv. So practice improv more. I don't know why that keeps coming to mind for based off that question. Um, no, that's that's a good one. So pay pay attention yeah. to the things that you hate. Yes, maybe. I hate improv. I'm not confident with it. Uh, every time I do it, people say it's fine, but I know it could always be better, especially compared to what I can actually sit down and write what I know I'm capable of. Mm. It's just like, it's daunting to just like, and discouraging to work on it more because I'm not good at it. Even though I know that's the only way you get better at it. Yeah, like yeah. Doing it. I hear you. It's <laughs> like, you don't want to leave anything short. Like you don't want to mm-hmm. leave something on the table. When you're yeah. Like, I could have composed something better. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I feel the same way. That just keeps coming to mind based off that question. Um, uh crap i don't know about the instrument itself g-strings suck if you're new to guitar <laughs> you might not know that yet um g-strings are assholes yes they're the absolute worst they never work on any guitar literally any guitar that not none of them work i'm trying to i'm just staring at mine trying to think of something deep what's wrong relevant. with you <laughs> yes <laughs> well there's nothing wrong with your, your brand new signature guitar of course no not not no there's not no it's perfect <laughs> Well, I'll, we'll leave it at that. That's 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 definitely plenty to chew on. Um, and as we wind down, uh, dude, thank you for for taking the time to be on Guitar Villains. It's been super cool to talk to you. Um, yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. We will look forward to seeing what treacherous plots you devise next in your <laughs> musical endeavors. Yes, hopefully, I'm planning on having new music out before the end of the year. So hopefully, I can stick to that that goal. No reason not to. Do it, man. This is the time.